Hey y'all, it's your girl IJ. And this is Cut. And And you're you're listening listening to The The Refresh. Refresh. Hang out with us for a while and rejuvenate your mind through open discussions about Black mental health. No subject is off limits. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of The Refresh Show. It's your girl, IJ. And this is Cuddly. Hey. So before we jump into our HUGA section today, we have an announcement. So we would like to introduce our first guest of the show, our friend Shala. Hi. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the refresh. Thank We're so you. So glad you're here. Thank you. I'm glad. I'm actually very honored <laughs> to not only be the first guest, but just to be on this podcast right now. Oh, don't make us yeah. cry. <laughs> We're so happy to have you. It's Thanks, really y'all. just, honestly, you're probably going to be here a lot. <laughs> That's all well, in the future. I'm ready. So. I'm ready. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> oh, man. So before we jump into everything, just a little bit of background on how we all know each other. Shala and I met in college. Mm-hmm. We actually met our freshman year in college and we yep. lived in the same dorm. Yep. And you were, were you two floors up or four floors up? I was, I was on the seventh. Okay, so you were four floors up. Four, yeah. (laughs) And I basically went from being a stranger to being like Shala and her roommate's third roommate. Uh, Basically. up in there. (laughs) Basically. Who was, Shala, who was your roommate? Um, This girl, can we say names? I guess, just say her first name. (laughs) Uh, This girl named Lauren, yeah, this girl named Lauren. She was about to say Lauren's address. (laughs) Okay, everything, social security, everything. But yeah, this girl named Lauren. She was our roommate. And then when Ijama and I started getting closer, yeah, basically, IJ, you were always up there. Actually, everyone mm-hmm. was always up there, but it was fun. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then the rest is history. And yes. then Shala and Cud met through me. So I'll let yeah. y'all talk more about that. Yeah, this is the history. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little skeptical whenever your best friend brings her college best friend around is gonna be like who is this what's going on I don't know how I feel about this but of course what happened at I don't know if we could talk about Mardi Gras, but something happened during Mardi Gras. <laughs> so I was, I'm going to be protective. And I was I like, do nothing, y'all. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> look, I'm going to protect my friend. It was such a haze. Yeah. <laughs> for there y'all. An, there was an incident that we don't think about anymore. We don't speak up. But no, but, before Mardi Gras, I think was, um, I think we came for IJ's birthday at like Fry House, right? Oh, I don't remember that. (laughs) (laughs) No recollection. Oh, wait, the picture of us in the mirror. Yeah, the picture. Yeah. Or the picture of us. Right. I just don't know what the timeline is, honestly, but I do recall the picture. Yeah. And there was a picture of the three of us with, I don't know, randoms or something. No, it was just us three. And I will never forget that picture because I had this like pink tank top on that I really liked with this. Remember mm. back in the day, those Forever 21 skirts that were like $7 and we each yes. had like 15 of them? Oh my yeah. God, yes. <laughs> All in different colors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, and then we kind of got really cool when you moved here mm-hmm. to be with your bae. So, yes, yes. and the rest was, then the rest was history. Then the rest was history. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like a couple my of bad. Niger trips and stuff, the Niger independence. Oh, yeah, yeah. DC yeah. and then one time in Atlanta. Yeah. So in Houston. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I know. (laughs) Damn COVID. 
I know. Darrell does. Literally. Yeah. So that's how we all know each other. So obviously (laughs) it was a very natural progression to have you as our first guest. Yay. Thanks, (laughs) y'all. Thanks for being here. All right. So we'll jump into our Huga section for today. And this is where we just talk about some positive moments from the last week or so of our lives and just those moments that made us feel good and made us feel cozy. I'll let you start, Cud. Okay. My Huga, Shala was actually present for it. Um, It was seeing Sam Smith's new music video. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I think I talked about him like a couple episodes back. Yeah, because I bought tickets to the show in London. But it was just so nice to see because he came out with this video called How Do You Sleep in 2019 when I was in Mexico. And I was so happy because he was like coming back from a hiatus. And it was like him starting to show a little bit of who he was, which was that he was not straight because he was like really hiding that for so Mm -hmm. long, like for his entire career. And so just like, what was that four years ago to now to see that he's making this video where he's like screaming it from the rooftops. And he's just like, I don't give a damn if you don't like me. And it was just so great to see. And it truly warmed my heart. So yeah, Yeah. that was my hookah. That was a very good video. It was, I've seen it like, I've watched it twice since then. Yeah. Yeah. What's the name of the song? I'm not here to make friends. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah. I have but not yeah, seen it, funny. but maybe I should. You should. It's really cute. Mm-hmm. Cool. What's yours, Ijoma? <laughs> <laughs> so my huga was that I had back-to-back weekends with my sisters. Oh, was- yes. Tell us about this, because we definitely saw on IG. Yes. So Chitty visited me two weekends ago and she was actually our first home guest. So that was exciting to host someone for the first time. Mm. Um, And yeah, it was great. She was here for just the weekend. But I mean, we mostly ate a bunch of good food. Mm -hmm. Uh, She broke dry January being here (laughs) but (laughs) with no pressure from me. I said, that's your choice. Like, (laughs) You can see it through. (laughs) She chose to have fun. We went out to a jazz lounge. We did a ravioli making class. So it was like a nice little mix of of everything. It was nice to see her. And then... Did you get to eat the ravioli after? Oh, yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. nice. Shala, what would they do with the ravioli after? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I had... I needed a clarification, okay? (laughs) No, because you know what my next question about to be. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, my next question is going to be, did Jared cook for her? (laughs) Oh, um, he did. He did cook for her, but it was not, it was not like a big ordeal. Like we just made, he just made like a regular Sunday dinner. But What is a regular Sunday dinner? (laughs) I need details. I've never had one, so. Right. (laughs) pretty special <laughs> it was like salmon with brown rice and i think broccoli like, look oh, at okay. how accustomed she's become to this. <laughs> look at that <laughs> oh my god y'all are making oh me sound gosh. crazy that is so funny but that's so adorable i love it i love it yeah <laughs> and so the yeah, second just- weekend and the second weekend was like completely a 180. So it was Jenny's 30th. Can you <laughs> oh believe it? I cannot believe it. I said, um, we are old as hell. I said, Jenny's 30? What? Yeah. 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 It's over for us if Jenny's 30. 
So I went down to Miami. It was a very, very quick trip, but basically Saturday was her birthday. She like got a boat. It's funny because I always joke and call her and her friends the yacht girls because I swear mm-hmm. it'd be every weekend. I'm like, what you doing? Girl, we going to yacht? And I'm like, it's <laughs> March 12th. Like what's going on? <laughs> That's the life. It, it really is. is. So we had a boat and just got some catered food and lots of drinks. And it was just a fun, like, drunken day. And then after mm-hmm. the boat, she got the party bus, like how we did for your bachelorette. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> so it was, like, the exact same thing. Like, it drove us around Wynwood. We were just drinking oh, more and dancing. Uh-huh. And, yeah, it was just a super fun day. And I was like, oh, like, I got to actually spend time with Jenny's friends for like, I feel mm-hmm. like the first time in adulthood for real. So mm-hmm. it's just nice to kind of see her in her element and just get to know her friends better and just celebrate this milestone of a birthday. So it was great. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, it was really good. And a lot of people always say my heart is full. Was like, yeah. I like, I get that. <laughs> Aww, that's really that's so nice, IJ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was my hookah, guys. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> and what was yours, Shala? Um, mine was this past weekend, I hosted our vision board party, which Cud was um, one of the people who came. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> we started doing this last year with some of my coworkers. So we had it at one of my coworkers' apartments last year. And this year, now that we have the house and everything is decorated, I was like, I need to host stuff more. So might as well have it at our house this year. So I'm starting to really like hosting things. Like at first, It was very stressful, but it's actually very fun also, like having people come and just like get together and it's like different groups of friends together. My neighbor came over too. one of the girls that went to Mexico with us. Mm -hmm. Um, We did brunch. So we had chicken and waffles, Mm. um, bacon and eggs. And I did the waffles and they were amazing. Yeah, they were (laughs) actually fantastic. Like. Seriously. Um, Mimosas and just like all the good stuff. And then later on, we started doing our vision boards and putting that together and then presenting it at the end of the night, which I always feel like that's very special to present it because we're amongst friends and we can kind of hold each other accountable in a sense of just making sure that we're striving to do what's on our vision boards or the goals that we set forth for the new year. Mm-hmm. So it was just fun. I just really like having people together and having a good time. So just like you said, my heart was very full. Aw, that sounds mm-hmm. fun. And look at you turning into a little hostess. Yeah, hostess <laughs> with mostess. <laughs> <laughs> so what were on your vision boards or at least what was like the major thing? I definitely had traveling on there, which I had last year as well, too. Um, last year, we definitely accomplished a lot, but I want to do more this year. But the main thing I had on there, so... If you can envision this, it was, you know how people put their hands together, their fingers together to form a heart, like Mm -hmm. their index finger and their thumb Mm -hmm. to kind of like form a heart. That makes sense? Yeah. Um, It was a picture of that, but it was with the medical, like surgical blue gloves. Mm -hmm. And so I cut that out. And in the heart, I cut out a pregnant belly and put it kind of like overlapping each other. If you can envision that. And that was one of the main ones that I put on there because definitely want, I'm praying that we get pregnant within this year, no pressure, but I also want to make sure that I'm balancing work and like motherhood. Mm -hmm. That's like definitely a goal of mine, just to make sure that I'm doing the best I can at work or the best I can future motherhood and not compromising either or, or if I do have to let 
like work kind of be on the back burner a little bit, like take a little, you know, maybe not working four days, maybe three days, just making sure that I'm doing that to become or be a better mom in a sense, Mm -hmm. just balance basically. Well, those are Mm -hmm. awesome goals for sure. And I Mm -hmm. hope you, I hope you get that balance. Thank you. I have to say, Charlotte's going to be, because I was there when she presented, obviously, and (laughs) I kind of got a little emotional because (laughs) it's like a loss because this is my friend and it's like saying goodbye Mm -hmm. to our previous relationship, but it's also going to be like a gain because just the idea of Charlotte being a mother, I mean, you're Shala, right? Like, it's going to be fantastic regardless. So I hope so. Yeah. I pray so. Listen, I'm about to be turned up with y'all. Okay, where are we going for <laughs> Niger Independence weekend? Okay, be like, Amal can nowhere. watch the baby. <laughs> like, Shala, you're nine months pregnant. Right. I'm okay. The doctor says right. I'm fine. The doctor said, don't get on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, well, that's amazing. And Thank uh, you. yeah, that's, it's so sweet that we're just in this like part of our lives. Mm-hmm. So much change, but like so much stays the same too. And I think that's mm-hmm. just so nice. It's beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. Want to share your hygge with us? Follow us on Instagram at The Refresh Show and leave us a comment letting us know where your hygge was for the week. So, Last week, we discussed being second gen as a child. And this week, we're going to discuss being second gen as an adult. So what are some things that stand out to you, IJ, when you think about being a second gen Nigerian as an adult? Um, I think the biggest thing for me is like last week, we spent a lot of time talking about how we kind of just felt like different or like other in more of a negative way. And I felt like as I got older, Like I appreciated that more and just felt more connected and just more prideful in being Nigerian. And I feel like that really started for me, like maybe in my like early to mid twenties or so, like I just felt I was listening more to Afrobeats music. I felt like I was hanging, hanging out more with my like Nigerian friends and other friends. I felt like I related better to other Nigerians than I did people who were not Nigerian. So I felt like that was the biggest change for me, just overall loving every aspect of being Nigerian more. Yeah, I think there was like a space for us all of a sudden because mm-hmm. of like we were able to hang out with people that were like us, but also we had more knowledge of like the history and what it really meant to really know where you came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, piggybacking off of what you said, I think it's really the acknowledgement with the whole Afrobeats becoming such a popular genre of music, it really does make it kind of easier for us to be Nigerian Americans in America because people readily recognize the music and the clothing based off of the videos or um, even our names. Not such a shock now when they hear our first or last names. I think the introduction of Afrobeats definitely made it a lot easier for us to feel kind of comfortable being or growing up as adults in the U.S. Yeah, I think it definitely like normalized it for like everybody else because it was like, Mm -hmm. this is our life. This is our life. So Mm -hmm. it's like everyone else is just understanding that aspect. And Mm -hmm. I think another thing for me is like living in different cities 
around yeah. that time. So I'm like connecting with more people. It's like, I'm not the only Ujamaa anymore. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're meeting other people, whereas in our childhood and adolescence, it was always just us. So like you yeah. just feel more comfortable. You feel more like you can relate and it's just easier. Yeah. Like you don't have to explain certain things to people. You just get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a, a big thing for me was music videos and not just music videos. I can't really think of a particular like actor or actress or, or just someone who was like known that was Nigerian. Maybe like, let's say Chai would tell Edgy Afar, like when 10, 12 years a slave came out, that was a big deal because people, even though he had been in like a thousand movies, we, he was just like that guy and no one really knew him. But I feel like in 12 Years a Slave, he really became renowned and everyone was like, he's Nigerian. Like, oh, he's attractive. He's successful. He's famous. And the same thing with musicians, like in music videos. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we used, I don't know about y'all, but I got teased for riding giraffes to school in the morning and l- growing up in a hut, like a mud hut. And so all of a sudden we had these artists who were really big and people could see that they're, they have just as much swag, if not more, than a lot of American musicians. Mm-hmm. So that was a big thing for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so sad that it, it it takes that to like have people understand that like, oh, there's actually society in, in African countries. Yeah. Of course, people live large. Of course, some people are rich and some people are poor, just like it is here. Right. But, but I think I, that had a lot to do with just the way things were presented to people who live in this country about being from Africa. Right. It was like the way that we were depicted in the media. Yeah. So, I mean, not, they get a pass, good. I guess. What'd you say? Yeah, I said, when you mentioned the depictions, I said, yeah, they were not good. Yeah. Not good at all. But I would say that was the biggest change that I noticed because it was like I was never this prideful as a youth, unfortunately. Um, But I do think another thing I noticed just like the more that I was around more Nigerian people was like you start to feel a little bit different. And for me, it was because I'm realizing that there's so many aspects of being Nigerian that I don't have. I can't speak Igbo, for example. My family is one of few who do not go back to Nigeria on an annual basis. Even just like food, like I love Nigerian food, but I'm not like eating that every day. Whereas like a lot of the Nigerians mm-hmm. that I knew, they could do all of those things. So you eating or cooking. Exactly. So you're just yeah. like, huh. I am, but not in this way. So that was another thing that I noticed too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to eat. And I know the Nigerians you're talking about who eat like rice and stew or jollof rice or whatever every single day. And it's, I'm not trying to, you know, I need some variety in my life with food, but definitely with the, just speaking the language part and visiting really, really visiting is a big thing for me because I haven't been in a while. And that's something that just doesn't sit right with me and I feel like I'm missing out or it's like a gap in the amount of my Nigerianness. So that's that's definitely mm-hmm. a tough one for me. Yeah, same. I think we all can, the three of us and probably many of our listeners and like even our friends can attest to it too. It's almost like an insecurity when I do get around Nigerians and you know you figure out okay are you Igbo or Yoruba? Okay. Well, can you speak the language? When was the last time you've been? And it's almost like an insecurity. Like, no, I can't speak Yoruba. Like, it's almost like a test. Yeah, it is almost like a test. Like, I'm always like, how Nigerian are you? Almost getting judged in a sense. 
No, I seriously think it's a test. And every time I meet a Nigerian, I wait for that test to begin. Yeah. You know, there are some people who are just like, it doesn't happen. And it's, it was never, ever going to happen with them. But there are those people, I, I like to call them like excluders. It's like they're trying to exclude you from being as Nigerian as them. It's what, do you speak, were you born there? That's usually the first question. Yeah, that is. When was yeah. the last time you visited? Do you speak the language? Are both of your parents Nigerian? Right. Can you mm-hmm. cook the food? All these questions. And it's like, right. almost like they're trying to disqualify me from mm-hmm. being Nigerian, but also it's maybe I'm creating that because it's like an insecurity of me mm-hmm. feeling like I'm not Nigerian enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably a little bit of both because people, I mean, are they, they really do be testing though. And I feel like they it's do. almost like a, oh it's man, a questionnaire. She, she for real y'all, she can't speak, right. you know? And it's like, right. it doesn't mean they're going to look down on me, but it's like, I do think they look at us as like not being truly Nigerian or like, oh, she Americanized, you know what I mean? And like things like that. So that I feel like kind of bothers me because it, it, it happened more than I would have liked for it to happen, like in so many mm-hmm. different spaces. And it's just like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And then also like, sorry, I was going to say also, as we get older, mm-hmm. you just think about the next generation or whatnot. And I'm like, what can I pass down to my children to like, let them know that they're Nigerian? Like I can give you a name, but like, I can't teach you Igbo. Yeah. Like, I can't bring you to the village because I don't know where the fuck I'm going. <laughs> Girl, we, you lost, like, on site. Like, I guess we're just going to sit here and wait for help, y'all. So, <laughs> I think about those things now. No though. cell service. <laughs> but, yeah, those are oh some of the things God. that kind of, like, think about as I've gotten older and kind of, like, saddened me a little bit. And I know there are ways around all yeah. of this, but I'm like, for me to be the person to pass that on to, like, a child, like, that would be so nice and... I I won't be able to do that. Yeah, like I can't. I will say though, like I am proud of like my younger brother. He's four years younger than me. Um, but he has really I think for him though, because right now he's in Philadelphia and a lot of his uh classmates in med school are Nigerian, and if not Nigerian, then they're African. So for him, and even just growing up being around like the Nigerian kids, they were a lot more his age than there were my age. Mm-hmm. So he was around that more frequently than I was. Um, but I will say I'm very proud of the fact that he is very proud of showcasing that he is Nigerian and being able to answer those tough questions or being able to deal with it a lot better than I could. He keeps up with, you know, mainstream Niger music. He keeps up with I mean, he's even trying to learn Yoruba. Uh-huh. Like, we'll be in a family chat, and he, right, and we'll be in the family chat, and he'll say something in Yoruba, and then my parents will answer back, and I'm just sitting back, like, okay, well, let me uh, <laughs> exit out of this group chat because y'all having a little conversation <laughs> without me. But I look at it, and I'm like, good for him. If not both of us, at least right. one of us. That's inspiring. <laughs> yeah, it is and, inspiring. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely. So. There's some light there that at least the younger children, I would say probably like four or five years plus Mm -hmm. um, younger than us, are really grasping the fact that being Nigerian is quote unquote cool now, right? And Afrobeats is cool now. And they're really honing in on that and showcasing our culture and just how vibrant it really is. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a good outlook too. I agree. But with that being said, Mm -hmm. how do y'all feel about the fact that it's cool to be African now? Mm, 
I have mixed feelings. <laughs> yeah, very, I would say mixed, mixed feelings also. <laughs> Extremely mixed feelings. <laughs> mixed a little bit more on the negative side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is my thing. Let me say this. Some Just how I talk about the people who like, it feels like they're trying to exclude me or like test my Nigerianness. I feel like people who are African-American, right? Like they don't know what country in Africa they came from. It's not their fault, right? So I want to do the opposite of exclude and be like, listen, you probably Nigerian. You probably can't like you from somewhere out there. So even though we're not, we don't speak the language. We're not, we weren't born there. All those things. We're just closer to our roots than African-Americans are. Right. So it's Mm -hmm. like on one end, I have mixed feelings because it's like y'all used to tease me and make coming to America jokes when I was in Mm -hmm. kindergarten or whatever. But on the other end, it's like y'all are African, like embrace your culture, because I don't think there's a single race on this planet who doesn't know what country they're from, except as much, at least as African-Americans. So yeah, for me, it's kind of like a win. It's like a step closer to yeah. home. But I guess it depends on like how we're defining embrace your culture. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, there are people who like truly want to connect, connect with the motherland, like actually understand, visit and experience African culture. But then I feel like there are people who are like, man, I got to give me a African man. Like, Oh, I gotta go to the WizKid concert. Like, just very superficial surface level. And I feel like I see a lot more of that, unfortunately, than the others. So that's why I'm like, how are we embracing it, though? Because I'm like, if you're embracing it for real, like, lovely. Of course you should. If this is another fad for you, then I'm over it. Mm -hmm. So question for both of y'all. What do you say to a an acquaintance, a female acquaintance of yours who says, girl, you got to hook me up with one of your Nigerian men friends because they just know how to treat a girl way like <laughs> they know how to treat a girl right compared to these American dudes. Like, what would your response to her be? Oh, my God. I'll let you go first. <laughs> I like literally had to put my hand over my mouth. <laughs> not laugh loud into the microphone okay if a guy I, what do I always say to my friend if a guy is gonna dog you out he's going to dog you out period he doesn't have to be Nigerian he doesn't have to be black white Indian whatever right Nigeria I mean I've had experience dating Nigerian men I've had experience dating African-American men the ones who are gonna treat you horribly are gonna do that regardless right yeah it's not just that you're with a Nigerian guy that he's gonna all of a sudden just like bow down to you and be at your beck and call that's not the case at all so and it's so interesting that that is what the perception is because i feel like within the nigerian community i mean and again all in jest but like nigerian men are viewed as wicked (laughs) you know what i mean like (laughs) actually no not treating your girl right at all treating her awfully So I'm just like, how did that perception become what it is outside I don't know. of the Nigerian communities? It's just interesting. I really don't know. That's a very good question. I think it's two. There's two pieces to it. 
I feel like people are attracted to things that are foreign, right? Just like if you come across a little fine dude with a British accent, you're going to be like, ooh. He exotic. You know, like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah. exotic. And on the <laughs> other side, you, you're you probably more attractive to things that are more like you, right? So an mm-hmm. African-American woman might be like, ooh, I am African and I'm going to be attracted to the guy who's the most African. That's just my thought process. But my response is always, because this obviously has happened to all of us many times, I'm sure. But my Mm -hmm. response is always men are men, people are people. It doesn't matter where they're from. If anything, men from Africa are more, I feel like they're like a concentrated version of an African-American guy. So it could even be worse than what you used to. And honestly, though, and that's just, it's just like, it really, a lot of it is, can be cultural though. It's like some things are just more normalized in different cultures and doesn't apply to us, but there are African cultures that completely accept like polygamy and things like our poly. What is it? When you have multiple Mm -hmm. wives, whatever the term for that is. Polyamory? No. Polyamory is marriage, polygamy. No, polygamy is marriage and polyamory is relationships, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then also just a lot. And again, we can all attest to this as well. Just like differences in like gender roles in African cultures. And it's like some of these expectations are wild to us who have grown up here and women who have grown up here and are a lot more independent, a lot more outspoken. Whereas that is not always looked upon as like good thing in in a lot of more traditional culture it's not looked at as attractive Mm -hmm. so i think that's like a that can be like a big wake-up call for many like if you're just out here trying to date an african because it's cool it's like girl you ought to be woken up for sure and even even in my experience like i've only dated one nigerian person in my life and it was just like wow (laughs) and again Mm -hmm. it's not yeah and it's like again the one person is not not rocking and generalized but it was like huh this is just different yeah. I wonder though, do y'all think because like the perception of just Nigerians in general, whether it's female or male, is like, okay, you're really smart. The perception of us is, okay, you're a doctor, lawyer, engineer, you're something that's very lucrative, right? So I wonder if people who are not Nigerian look at people who could be their potential partners as, oh, wow, okay, they're going to be very smart. They're going to make a lot of money, take care of me. I want someone like that. And that's why they look to be with a Nigerian man or a Nigerian woman. I think it's it could be that, but I think of it more as like a cartoonish way, mm-hmm. um, like Prince. I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of, I've heard uh, many times where an American friend told me about a Nigerian man that they met who was a prince. Mm. And, you know, I implore them to go and look up that there is no monarchy in Nigeria. (laughs) Y'all know how Nigerian men are. They probably was chief Lolo son or whatever. But (laughs) I think that people, a lot of people view when they think about Nigerian people, especially, right, y'all, if they're like well off, like even if they have a good job Mm -hmm. or just have money, they just instant their brain might instantly go to royalty. Yeah. And I think yeah. again, like a lot of this is just we're talking about a lot of like stereotypes, you know, and it's like 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 you were saying, stereotypes, before, yeah. just 
media depictions growing up, like we're not always positive. And I think a lot of these stereotypes have like developed out of that. But again, like we're a growing population here. It's very normal now to have uh, second generation mm-hmm. Americans in classrooms, in roles in society, like notable roles. Um, so I think as that just continues to grow in the way that it has, it's like these stereotypes are going to start to dissolve and it just won't be as separate as it once felt. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so, at least. I look forward to that. I think we should be more enmeshed because once again, mm-hmm. it's not, it wasn't our choice to be taken from our place. It wasn't our choice. So I think just the fact, like we're so separated as a race. It yeah. just, every time I think about it, it just boggles my mind and it, it makes me sad. Yeah. So that's true. That's yeah. you know, a larger conversation though. <laughs> Definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so tying in everything that we've discussed on last episode and this episode from childhood to adulthood, what are some things that you two are most thankful for when it comes to our culture and being Nigerian American? Um, I'd say for me, it's just like the outlook that I have on life. Like I think as I've gotten older, I just realized that I work really hard and like try to be very disciplined about things. And I really do believe that is cultural for me. Like our parents really busted their ass being completely new to a country, Mm -hmm. not knowing anybody, not having any family members, like having nothing and having to raise a family and raise a successful family. You know, as we get older, you're really able to understand what that truly means. And I'm just like, there's no doubt that I work hard because of that. It was like, these are the expectations that have always been instilled in me. And I think that it's just helped me tremendously throughout several aspects of my life from like school to like everything in between. So I say that's the thing I'm, I'm the most thankful for, for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree a hundred percent with that. Growing up, I would say my parents were strict, definitely when it came to academics, but when it also came to like your future, it wasn't like, a pressure either, which I am very thankful for because I know a lot of other Nigerian kids where if they were to go away from like what their parents wanted them to be or wanted them to do, it was almost the end of the world. Um, Whereas for me, not so much. I mean, honestly, though, when I told my parents that I didn't want to be an orthodontist anymore and just wanted to be a general dentist, I know my dad did feel some type of way, but I think he's fine now. But even then, it wasn't like pressure to be like, you have to do this. Otherwise, like, that's it. But definitely the discipline, you know, you you go to school, you strive to be the best you can be. You strive to, like, get good grades. That's definitely something I'm going to carry on. Um, once we do have a family, I definitely want my kids to to have that same mindset. But I'm also very thankful just for the culture in general. Definitely the food. Mm-hmm. I think that we have, like, such exquisite, tasty, extravagant, beautiful food. <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> listen, my mouth is like salivating right now. You can hear, right? I'm like, <laughs> not exquisite. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like you agree though. Like it's so great. No, listen, you know? I saw the food. I saw the spread <laughs> while you were talking. There's definitely jollof mm-hmm. rice on the table. Definitely <laughs> some pounded yam, some agusi, mm-hmm. goat meat, some shaki, everything. Like, it's just mm-hmm. so good. And the clothes from just regular Ankara outfits to actual like lace outfits with the gele head tie. 
to the music. Everyone loves our music, has a good beat to it. You can move to it. So I really just love knowing that we have a culture and we can be like, oh, we know where we came from. A lot of people can't say that and can't even elaborate on what their culture is. So I'm very grateful that we know where we come from and that we have a heightened sense of pride when it comes to our culture. Yeah, definitely the food for me. The food's a big one. I know I'm a big fan of a good meat pie, which no one can make. So I end up having to make it myself. Um, (laughs) The music also is just something, Mm -hmm. something about Niger music. Mm -hmm. Um, I recently discovered Mama G. Charlotte, did I show you her video? Mm, mm -mm. So Maya showed me Maya G like a few months ago. And I thought that Afrobeats just started like five, 10 years ago. And apparently Afrobeats has been a thing for decades. So yeah, like I really love the music. I just have, it's the memories for me. And I definitely want to continue to create more memories and to add to that um, library of memories. But just like all of the upbringing that we had, like going to auntie's house and watching your mama, you know, talk shit with auntie and like playing with your cousins, your play cousins or whatever, the parties, getting the outfits made, going to auntie Kate house and getting your braids done. It's just like so many different memories for me. So that's, that's definitely what I'm most thankful for. Love it. Well, that's going to be all for this episode. Shala, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you, thank you. This was so much fun. Of course. And I hope to be back soon. Yeah, we might let you back. We'll discuss it. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. IJ, let's connect after this call. <laughs> I can't with y'all. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, well, thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.